This is Diary of a Bald Man. Going into 2024, you thought we'd get our shit together. Nope. <laughs> We're sticking to the tried and true formula of burning brain cells and melting earwax. Because, hey, who needs a functioning prefrontal cortex and relief from tinnitus anyway? You'll get plenty of outlandish, sarcastic, and downright silliness. But Alan discusses everything from dealing with type 2 diabetes to hair loss to erectile dysfunction. Really, bro? You can't get it up? You, you can't? I'm sorry. Y'all need Jesus! And a very personal attempt at surviving a suicide attempt while in Hawaii. But his funny take on life makes it all digestible. All right, can we get off the serious shit? This is really harsh in my vibe. This is Diary of a Bald Man. And now your host. Think of him as a mix between a cowboy philosopher and a burned out pottery oven from groups of hippies gone bad. Introducing Mr. Alan Wooford. Welcome back, brothers and beauties, sinners and saints, and the assorted, dazed and confused. How are you doing? How was your Christmas? Are you looking forward to next Christmas already? I'm sure that some of you are. Can you believe it's only four days, four more days until we celebrate, for whatever reason, that new year that's coming around in 2024? So, you know, let's keep optimism at its highest level, right? Don't look back at the things that happened in 2023. It already happened. You already let it occur. It's not going to matter in five years. It's not going to matter in 50 years. Let it go. Keep your scars. Be proud. But, you know, as we prepare to go into this new year, let's let's consider a few things. This time of year, you know, again, depression is prevalent, limited sunlight, people away from families, things like that. But, you know, there's always a lot of parties going on. So I want you to be prepared. You know, if you're going to be going out, think about the people in and around you. You know, they may have had a few drinks. You may have had a few drinks. So, you know, let's take time and be cautious and plan and prepare. We always talk about that. Plan, prepare, communicate, engage. Look for your Uber. If you don't have an Uber, pack a sleeping bag. You can, Wherever you're at, you can pack it out, lay on the floor, get comfortable, you know, and just think about where you're going, what you're going to do, and how you're going to get back. So for the pre-party, let's think about this. You know, back in the day when I was involved in things like parties or drinking, uh, one of the things we did to slow down the absorption of alcohol was to take two shots of olive oil. Yeah, it coats your stomach, you know, and it makes it a little bit harder. That's why some people like to have pizza or something before they go drinking, the oil, the cheese. You know, it just slows down that rate and you're not getting schnockered and shit face, tripping over air, landing on other people, and looking like a complete idiot and just, you know, drowning out everybody's glee with your antics. You know, and while you're talking about oil, let's talk about another one. You know, like we said, people get depressed this time of year. You know, it's that seasonal depression and you've got limited sunlight, so you take your vitamin D. But you know what else helps with mental health, depression, and stress? Fish oil. Hell yeah. Omega-3s. To be specific, I'd say use krill oil uh, and take your vitamin D. 
you know, because krill oil and fish oils and stuff are great for your cardiovascular system. Helps reduce the potential for strokes and stuff. You know, some of the research I did after my parents had their strokes this past year, you know, led to reminding me why fish oils and omega-3s are so good. You know, and you got to think too, the heart health, reducing attacks, strokes, triglycerides, all that is important. You know, because back in the day, our families, you know, they didn't have all this processed bullshit food that you're consuming today, right? And, you know, now we're eating foods that shit, they're banned in other countries. I mean, come on, America, what the fuck? Look it up. We have like additives and things that are not allowed in other countries. So why do doctors and others approve for us to take it? Well, they make money off of it. Remember, we we're talking about type 2 diabetes a couple of days back and taking Ceylon cinnamon to help with your insulin. So, you know, you, you got these artificial sugars and people say, oh, no, they're not bad. Well, if we need insulin to process sugar and stuff out of our system, what's going to process the chemicals out of that? that you're taking that's artificial. Hmm. You better think about that, right? Because imagine you're not eating sugar, then why does your waistline keep getting better, or excuse me, bigger uh, from the synthetics? You might want to do some research into that. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Don't ask your doctor. That motherfucker is brilliant, and he went to school to do all the right things, but they're going to treat your symptoms. Oh, here, take metformin, or we're going to have to put you on insulin. Address it ahead of time. Stop using synthetic sugars, artificial fat, artificial sweeteners. Use the real shit. I mean, damn, it's out there. Other countries are using it because they banned the stuff. So be cognizant of your well-being. You know, and like I said, be careful when you go out and party. Go out, celebrate the new year, be social. Remember, cold and flu season, so you know, don't go wearing a mask with your tuxedo. That's ridiculous. It's almost as ridiculous as all the people being put on ventilators during COVID-19, you know, when they knew that they didn't meet the criteria for it. And, and I'm not telling you something that's new. You know, it's been in the news what happened with the nurses up in Alaska having issues about people being on ventilators and not being watched properly. Up in Detroit, you know, nurses complaining and trying to get PPE and stuff. You know, doctors were doing what they could to save people from something they didn't know about. You know, nobody knew about fucking COVID SARS. You know, but it's cold and flu season. It's not COVID season. It's cold and flu season. So, you know, be careful Take your vitamins, do your things, be cognizant, don't go around sucking face with everybody once you guys start singing old anxiety. Because remember, what we said about the herpes, uh-huh, you know, kissing cousins, things like that. So that kind of segues into today's show, Ancestors. So oddly enough, my wife bought me a kit from Ancestry.com last Christmas. Yeah, last Christmas, I had to reflect on that. And I really wanted to take it. I really wanted to try it. But initially, I was scared. Not because, I, you know, I was going to find out that I wasn't some long-lost heir or heiress or something like that. But the reason I was intimidated by it, I grew up um, with different ideas of who I was and where I belonged. Now, my mother left when I was very young. Um, and I hated her for the longest time. I, I resented her because she pushed me out of her life, um, and kept my sisters. And, you know, when she died, when I was on Wake Island, 
I was so mad. I was so angry because I knew nothing about her, knew nothing about the family. And I was pissed. I was madder than a motherfucker. And I was mad at myself, too, for not trying to reach out to her. But in my mindset, I figured if she's going to dump a six-year-old kid into the you know, uh, welfare system and into uh, foster care, you know, and just maintain my sisters. She didn't want a boy. So I had that mentality. That's what was going on. She had a lot of issues, you know, medical and uh, emotional, uh, some mental issues that was going on. And I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know if it was, you know, related to the drug use in the 60s and 70s. I know that some of it was. But then she had other stuff, you know, uh, schizophrenia, postpartum depression. Who knows? I I didn't see her medical file, but from talking to my sisters. So I was angry. I knew nothing about her, knew nothing about how it would affect my life. I had an epiphany. And when I took the test, it was like, I'm going to know. Because some of the things I thought about my heritage that I asked my Uncle Mike about And he was like, no, this is not part of your background. No, this is not part of your background. Where did you get that from? And it was from the mind of a six-year-old kid who is getting fed different information from different people, uh, different explanations on why I could, why I couldn't, things like that. You know, it's strange when we think about our ancestors. And it was even stranger when I got the test results back. Because I think about... Everything, you know, in the biblical sense, we're talking about Adam and Eve, right? And then to find out that after Cain slew Abel, he married his sister. Well, where did all the other women come from? Why are we all not, you know, looking at the fact that biblically and historically, we're all actually inbred? And that probably turns out to be why, you know, there's so many different types of nationalities and things because you know through inbreeding you're breaking down some dna and you're screwing up you know some of the physical aspects of your offspring so it seems strange to me that we have a global community and when i got my ancestry dna kit back uh it was showing me people that i had direct lineage uh like one of my nephews or excuse me one of my cousins came up and just a handful of other people. And I know not everybody's taken a test or put it out there, right? So then I went to Life DNA and another DNA thing to do comparisons to find people that are out there, people that I am, you know, genetically linked to. Because that's, that's the thing about us humans, right? We want to know where we're from, who's a part of that tribe, where we developed, where we fell apart. And like I said in the last show, you know, when I found out that my DNA matched 80% of Viking DNA. I was like, well, what was the other 20%? And they said, dumbass. Yeah, just dumbass DNA. You know, things that really can't be tracked. But yeah, with the, the types of things that we're looking at, you know, historical gathering of bones and artifacts, things of that nature where they could test and see where did we come from? I still believe that, you know, that whole hypothesis that because my DNA showed coming out of Europe, coming out of Vikings, you know, that the existence of aliens, come on, think about it. They came down and impregnated so-and-so. I mean, you have to think about this. If we have scattered DNA, I should be related to everybody. We do have some of the same base stuff, 
But for us to go back in lineage and say, no, I'm, I'm not part Indian. Oh, I'm not part African. Oh, I'm not part of this or part of that. You know, and, and that's why I sent my DNA samples to a variety of places. I want to know where I came from. Now, think about this. How many black or Latino families have you seen, and I want you to reflect on this, where they have these massive family reunions, right? A couple of years back, the wife and I and my mother-in-law down in Florida, and there was this great couple we met at a hotel, and they were going to a family reunion. And the guy was telling me, he goes, oh, there's like 126, 127. They had T-shirts made. They were coming from all over the country into Florida. They were coming out of California, Arizona. I mean, they had a wide range. And I said, how do you guys do this? You know, you're going, you're going into Florida. You're going to be doing this. And he goes, well, we pick a different location where the families are. And he goes, our great, great uh, auntie is down in Florida. So we're going down there to celebrate her, celebrate the family. And that's what I liked. Same thing with Hispanic and Latino families. You'll see a lot of them get together, you know, for celebrations of life. The uh, confirmations, you know, once they go through the church and the Catholic church and things like that. So it's great to see. My family doesn't do shit like that. You know, I was looking at the lineage and I'd see the Brantners and the Phipps and I'd see just one Wolford. You know, that, and that was kind of part of it too. I wanted to see where my dad came from. I seen my mom's side, you know, and it popped up with my uncles, my grandparents and things like that. But with my dad, you know, his was the reverse. His father and mother split at some point. But you know, there is not a single fucking individual on Ancestry or anywhere else where my dad's father's name exists. So that's a bigger thing. That's an even bigger mystery. You know, for all of you that do genealogy studies and things, you know, we put so much time into this. And remember earlier when I started the podcast, I said, is it going to matter in five years, 50 years, 10 minutes from now? It's not. It doesn't matter where you came from, who you came from, what your ancestry was, who your DNA is connected to. Because when we die, do you think people are going to want to know about you? In some cases, yes. Especially if you have a significant impact. In case, you know, in case you're thinking about it, you are valuable. You don't have to always be valuable by a family member. Because I can tell you, no. Right now, when you look at family members, if you have siblings, do they jump to assist your parents if you're not available? Or do they gather together to support? That's one of the things I love about my wife. You know, my sister-in-law, Terry, and Doug, if Granny needs something, one of us is going to be up there. You bet your sweet ass. So I like that part, but I don't know the other side of the family. You know, so I know Granny. Unfortunately, Rhonda's father passed away years ago. Never got to meet him. But, you know, that's the thing. I'm not missing out on anything. I did. I do wish I could have met my father-in-law. That would have been great. All the things I heard about. Just for that moment so I could savor it and remember it, you know, because right now the thing is you have to be present where you're at. Wherever you go in life, be happy with who you are. Unless you're a complete asshole, then fuck you and you need to change your ways and find Jesus, you know. But what this show is about, today's thing is as we're going into the new year, you have four days to consider where you're at. Are you happy? Are you setting goals? Are you planning things? You know, 
and goals and objectives are great, but don't miss the opportunity to live for today. Don't worry about your family line. Don't worry about what happened in the past and, you know, who was humping who on the Mayflower and are you second cousins to so-and-so. You are. Just get it in your mindset. I already told you, you know, Adam and Eve had the kids, then the kids married one another, then those kids were doing their thing, doing their nasty, and we all generated from two people, right? The only one that was immaculate was baby Jesus. Mary had that. The rest of us were from inbred, so we are all related. So if you hear me telling somebody, and I always do, brother, you'd bet your ass you're my brother or cousin, but you're still my brother. You know, it's like, uh, it's like I said, we all come from one stream. So forget about that. Forget about the color of your skin. Forget about whether your sexual preference is a male or a female or uh, trans toasty, whatever the fuck, you know. Because they're going to come out with a new name. I'm not slamming on transgenders. I don't give two shits. I give a shit about the person. Not what you're wearing, but stay out of the fucking bathrooms until you had, you know, proper surgeries and things. That That's just wrong. That's just wrong on so many levels. But again, as we're going to New Year's, you got four days. Think about physically. Hey, are you in good shape? Are you not in good shape? What can you do? Don't set a New Year's resolution and do all that because that's bullshit set a new year's path hey i'm gonna walk a little bit more hey i'm gonna take omega-3 oils because you know i've been doing this and my heart's not so good i'm depressed i've got that satellite to help me get through because i don't want to pay for vitamin d's i'm gonna drink olive oil before i go out slamming 82 jägermeisters and tripping over my best friend take care of yourself think about your goals Write them down and visualize them every single day. I don't want you to set a target. I want you to set a distance and then fucking bypass it and be the magnificent son of a bitch or bitches that you are. I love you. I don't even know you. But knowing now that I wasted all my time researching ancestry and everything, and you are my brothers and sisters, I love you. I may not like you. You may not like me. No one gives a shit. But let's do things right for other people and for ourselves. Take care of us so we can take care of our families. Be thankful for where you're at. Be thankful for the challenges because that builds you stronger, right? And believe in yourself. Don't worry about where you come from. Don't worry about who's going down. Take care of yourself. Be genuine. Be empathetic to those in need. Show love, show support, even if it's not something you like, you may be improving the life of another. Think about that butterfly effect. Plan, prepare, communicate, and engage in everything you do. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please share it with others. And don't forget, you know, with this new thing that we're going into the light, uh, as I said on the last podcast, You know, I'm starting the map. Now you know why I'm doing the map. Because we are all related. And when these people send in the postcards, the letters, the information, we're going to see together where our family is. None of this social, you know, divide that is put into our heads that, you know, I'm black, you're Catholic, I'm Jewish, you're Protestant, I'm gay and all. It doesn't matter. We're one family. And let's find out where we're at. Don't forget to... Take a postcard, sign a small letter, 
Put it on the back of, hell, a napkin. I don't give a shit. Mail it to Alan Wolford or Diary of a Ball Man at 106 Raspberry Drive, New Market, Tennessee, 37820. It'll be in the show notes on the page. And as these are coming in, they're going to get posted on that map, and we'll see it. And together, we'll find out where our family is, what they like in that area, their favorite food for that area. And we'll learn about who our family is now, that we may see now and in the present. And we'll change the world forever. This is Alan Wolford. Thank you for listening to Diary of Bald Man. Now get the fuck out of here. Enjoy the rest of your life. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Diary of a Bald Man. Or maybe you haven't been and are just now waking up from a nap while the show was going on. So wipe those disgusting eye boogers off. It's another piece of genius auditory artwork coming to a close. All right, why is she crying? Are you, are you okay? I know the show was awful, but I mean, come on, pull. Hello? Pull it together. Okay, can you... Can can you please stop crying? My God, woman, please stop crying. Security. Well, we hope some of you enjoyed this psychobabble. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And if you don't, we'll sneak into your house in the middle of the night and shave all your pets. Count on it. Make sure to follow us on all the socials at Diary of a Bald Man. Until next time, remember, success is an option, not a dream. We do love you. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man. Duh, duh.